Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Adam Homie. He's the founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute. Welcome to the show, Adam. Jordan, I couldn't be happier to be here. I'm really looking forward to this. Great to be with you. So let's just start with a little bit of your background and how it was your history ended up creating the Business Creators Institute. All right. Well, we have to rewind a few years. Uh, Let's go back to as far as 2003. I had just completed my MBA program. I received an MBA from Duquesne University with a concentration in human resource management. My goal at the time was to become a Fortune 500 training and development director. That was my intermediate goal. For the past two years, I had already been working as an assistant to manager of training for a mid-sized company, and I had actually conducted some trainings for our network providers and also for our staff. So I was well on my way. I did the networking thing. I did the job application thing. I got a couple offers. In fact, one company created an opportunity just for me, even though they weren't quote-unquote hiring, and I ended up turning it all down because right around that same time, I reconnected with one of my previous business mentors who at the time was just starting his own training and development company, and he needed somebody to come on board to help him design his presentations and develop curriculum for his books. I did this as a side gig while I continued at my day job, and I got a promotion there. And for about two years, I kind of had a chicken and the egg sort of thing going on, where I was trying to get enough clients so I could make the jump, and I was realizing at some point I was going to have to make a jump so I could really go get the clients. Now, this was 2003, and I didn't know what I didn't know. If we were looking back today, and I had the same information and the same knowledge that I have today... I would have shortened that to maybe two months and two days rather than two years and two months. Once I jumped in full-time with entrepreneurship, within three weeks, I was working in the field of online marketing as an apprentice for another firm that did internet marketing support for small to medium-sized business owners. I struck out on my own, and my business has gone through a couple iterations since then, But we've now launched the Business Creators Institute, which is dedicated to helping small business owners and medium-sized business owners, as well as solopreneurs, win at the game of business and marketing using smart technology and simple strategies so you spend less time editing your website and more time monetizing it. So all the people you're dealing with, it's pretty much online and search engine and and monetizing through online transactions. Is that the the, the way it must be done today? Right. Some of our clients do offline stuff as well. Uh, We currently, and again, this may change depending on when our listeners are catching this on your iTunes channel. uh, Currently, we don't have any bricks and mortar clients per se, but the majority of our clients this day, to this day rather, use online marketing principles and online marketing strategies. And sometimes they use the online marketing strategies to support the offline marketing strategies. And if we have time, I'll give you an example of how that works. So what are the advantages of starting a business today, being able to do it online instead of having to have bricks and mortar? 
one of the advantages of being able to do it online today, I think there are a number of different advantages. Uh, let me just give you an example. Let's say that you're looking to start a flower shop. Now, the old model of business says you have to find the location, you have to make deals with vendors, you have to do the inventory, and you have to load this shop up with displays and flowers and go through this whole process of everything, then hang out a sign that says, grand opening, come buy your flowers. Well, many people follow models like that, and then they look around saying, well, I, hey, I got roses, I got, uh, I got dandelions, where, where are the customers? If I were starting a business, a flower shop, what I would do is I would rent a pickup truck. I would go buy some flowers, put it in the back of my pickup truck, and I would put out an alert on Craigslist. I would put out a pop-up on Facebook, and I would do things like that that say, hey, I'm at the corner of uh, Durango and whatever, and I've got some flowers. Come get some flowers. I'd build my audience and then get my audience to pay for me to raise the funds to open my bricks and mortar store. And by the time I opened my bricks and mortar store, I would already have customers who were accustomed and used to coming and buying flowers out of my pickup truck. So you just have a lot lower cost without having that inventory of having a physical location. And Precisely. then how about the, the reach that you can have online as opposed to having one specific location? Jordan, let me put it this way. I moved to Las Vegas in 2013, one of the smartest moves I ever made in my life. And I got here on a Friday morning after driving across the country for three days with two little kittens. And you know what I needed? I needed to know where's the grocery store. I need to know where's the furniture store. I needed to know where's the Kmart, where's the Walmart, where's the Lowe's. I needed to know where the cigar shop was. Even though there was a yellow page just sitting on the counter of my otherwise empty brand new townhouse, what I do... I pulled out my smartphone and started Googling uh, cigar shop, 89128, grocery store, 89128, Lowe's, 89128, furniture store, 89128, because that was the zip code that I was located in at the time. And that's how I found the stuff. So that was another example of the online strategies driving the offline business. Indeed. Now, you say that there is a true surefire way to grow your business. And what is that? You know, we talk about these push-button traffic solutions that will drive all this traffic to your website. And what I tell people is, if you're focusing on driving traffic to your website, you might as well just shut down right now, take your toys, and go home. Because the absolute last thing you need is traffic to your website. What you need are visitors to your webpage. Now, let me break that down. When I think of traffic, I think of the reasons I work from a home office. Uh, I would rather have visitors people who are pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped visiting my webpage. Because when we say website, what's a website? Is that a sales letter? Is that a webinar registration page? Is it an about page, a resources page? Uh, check out my podcast interviews page. What is that? A website can be any one of those things, and any one of those things can be a website. So I want targeted visitors to my webpage, and I want them pre-qualified, as I said, so we know we're speaking to the right people and we're giving them the right message. I want them prepped so they know what to expect when they land on my webpage, and I want them pumped so that by the time they land on my webpage, they are already excited to take action, and that is how we boost conversions. Now, that being said, once we manage the transition from traffic to your website to visitors to your web pages, the most effective way to drive business is through launching products, services, and books. And so it, when you start this, 
You should have something in mind that's your passion that you want to bring product services and books to it. As I was just what is the order of somebody who wants to start a business online in kind of making it through so it's going to be successful? Jordan, we have about three minutes till the break, right? Right. Okay, just enough time here. So you live in uh, you live in Alabama, right? Am I right about that? I'm in New York, actually. Oh, New York. I apologize. That's okay. So uh, you have a you have a gubernatorial election coming up in a couple of years, don't you? Yes. All right. Are you running? Are you going to replace? I'm Governor not running. Cuomo? No, I'm not. You're running. not running. But let's say you were. What would be the first step you take? Well, you have to kind of register and see if uh, there's going to be demand for what you're offering. And how do we find out if there's going to be demand? customer surveys or polls or something like that. You're on the right track. The first step that somebody would take when they're considering running for an office like that is to form what's known as an exploratory committee. And the exploratory committee creates buzz around the prospect of you running for governor. It allows you to test out your policies, test out your messages, see if anything's going to creep up from your past, like that Polaroid from college or whatever it is. It encourages discussion about who is Jordan Goodman? What would a Goodman administration in New York look like? How would it benefit us? And what it also does, it allows you to raise funds. It allows you to ask for support. It allows you to get interviews and media attention. And it creates a framework for you to make decisions about, are you really going to do this? Maybe you jump into politics and you decide, you know what? I don't want to be governor, but maybe I'll run for state assembly or maybe I'll run for mayor or maybe I'll use the publicity to get a book deal or uh, a commentator spot on a news program. There's a lot of different things you can do with it. And it's the same with product launches. When you do a pre-launch survey, it allows you to test the message without committing to anything yourself, but at the same time, getting your audience to commit to you even before you've made an offer. And I know we're close to the break, so I imagine you'll probably have some yes. questions for me about that. But basically, the first, idea, the first idea is to kind of see if what you want to offer is something the market demands for. All right, yeah. we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Adam Homey. He's the founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute. We'll be back after this. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Adam Homey. He's the founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute. Welcome back to the show, Adam. Thanks, Jordan. So we're kind of taking through the process of starting an, a successful online business. The first one is kind of seeing uh, what's in the marketplace, what potentially would be of interest. And then so say you get a pulse, say you've got something that you find people are interested in, what is the next step? All right. So the next step, as we led into right before the break, I was explaining what, what I call the exploratory committee effect. So what we're going to be doing is what's known as a pre-launch survey to your audience. And the way you structure your questions, I know we, I know this is probably an interview in and of itself, so I'll be concise with a couple things, is you use two strategies. One is called micro-commitments, and the other is called leading questions. By micro-commitments, you ask questions during the survey that allow you to get people to say yes to your offer even before you've made one. For instance, we had a client who was thinking about launching a live event. And he had already decided what city he was going to be in. But just to get people to commit, the very first question we asked was, first things first, what location or city works best for you? Made an option of Orlando, Las Vegas, and Philadelphia. Now, he ultimately wanted to do events in those three cities, and he had already chosen Las Vegas as his first first city. But we had people vote on which city they would like to have the, the event in, and we made it so they could choose more than one. So that no matter what happened, unless some one of those cities was just way off the charts, the majority of people responding to the survey would pick that city, and he would be able to say, the majority of you said uh, you want to have it in Las Vegas, so that's what we're going to do. So they said yes to Las Vegas without necessarily knowing fully what they were saying yes to. Now, an example of a leading question. Now, some people say you should never ask leading questions, but the fact is, number one, people lie on surveys all the time. I know that's going to shock you, but even in an anonymous situation, people will respond to surveys based on how they perceive that they are supposed to answer at least as much as they'll tell the truth because they see themselves in one light that may not match the reality of what's going on. So an example of using a leading question is getting people to say yes, regardless. Let me give you an example. One of the questions we asked on that same survey, which was a pre-launch for a live event, was as followed. Are you interested in a hot seat where we dissect your business and even create new brands, taglines, and strategies right on the spot? And the answers to the question where they could choose one of these two responses. One is yes, absolutely. Join put me on the list. And the other is, no, I prefer that kind of coaching in private. The only way you could answer, possibly answer that question is to say yes. So you're either micro committing to, yes, I want to come to the event and I want a hot seat, or you're committing to, I would like to learn more about private coaching with you. So that's an example of a leading question right there, where it leads people to a yes. And what we're just trying to figure out is what yes is involved. So this could example. be more than more than a live event. This could be a, a webinar. This could be something online as well as 
a live event, can, correct? You can use this process for just about anything. But as I said, if we had more time, uh, what we could do is we could dissect an entire survey, and I could show you how by doing a pre-launch survey for a live event, we are also preceding micro-commitments for an upcoming mastermind and a limited number of spaces for individual private coaching, both, both of which my client subsequently sold out, in addition to having a sold-out event the first time he did it. Okay, so you've got that. You've got people committing. Uh, then I mean, you, you haven't even created a product yet, right? You're kind of getting intentions first. What that's is the next process yeah, as far as creating a product or service that people need? Right, that's the beauty of this. Uh, let's say that he put out this survey and he decided that he just didn't want to do a live event, or maybe he got a bunch of feedback in the narrative questions that said that they would rather have webinars or an online training. Then he could say, you know what, you asked for online webinars, so I'm doing a five-part online series. He could do it that way. Or he could just look at how the survey went, and maybe he sees some things and says, you know what, I don't really want to do a live event. And it's the, it's and in this case, because all he was doing was uh, the exploratory committee effect or a pre-launch survey, it's not like he's canceling something he already launched. He just put it out there and decided for his own reasons not to do it. So there's no harm, no foul, and he doesn't look like a quitter to his audience, which is a big reason why people are afraid to launch. What if it doesn't go as expected? By no. using the pre-launch survey, you help to answer those questions in advance and, as I showed you, get people to start saying yes to you, even if they're not themselves 100% sure what they're saying yes to just yet. All right, so let's not take it to the next process. So we, we, we got some yeses. People are interested. Uh, you know, for a specific live event, a webinar, or, or something in person. What is the next step now to kind of start implementing this whole thing? All right. So there are many different ways you can launch, and you may decide to go to different degrees of complexity. It just all depends what you're deciding to do here. Uh, but the basic elements of a product launch, as I say, is you do a shot across the bow. So maybe you put out some things on social media that say, hey, I'm thinking about doing a coaching program. Or you just start talking a lot about coaching programs to start to get people to associate your name with coaching program. Then you do a pre-launch survey. And then what you're going to want to do after the survey is you're going to want to create a segment of your audience. And the way you create a segment is you create something like the VIP Launch Club or the exclusive front runners or whatever you want to call it. And the idea is people opt into something and in exchange, they receive pre-launch content. Now, that might take a, that may be a series of free gifts. Like our client Dan Janelle of PR Leads gave away an article and a video where he was teaching some of the principles for his upcoming coaching program. Or you may do the Jeff Walker product launch formula sideways sales letter approach where you do a series of videos, it's usually three, that introduce concepts from the course leading up to the day when you open the doors. Then, when it comes time to open the doors, you open the doors and say, it's available for purchase, go get it. During that time, you create scarcity. So maybe there's a special price if you act now. Maybe there are bonuses that will go away if you don't act by a certain date. Or maybe you're only going to let people in for five days, and at the end of those five days, that's it, no more. And when you're done with the launch, you close the doors when you said you would. So if you said Thursday at noon Pacific, we are done. That means you either take the web page down or you boost the price, you take away the bonuses, whatever it was you said that you were going to do if people did not act in time. And if people say, hey, what about me? Look at it this way. You've already sent out so many emails and done so much launching that – 
they can't really blame you because they wait until 10 minutes after you close the door. And it also trains your audience that when you make an offer, you mean it. And that will increase your response the next time around. You have to have credibility that you're going to follow through what you're saying, yes. Exactly, yeah. And if you start getting flexible like, eh, I really want to make more money, so I'm just going to let it go. In the end, you're going to really cost yourself more money because nobody will take your deadline seriously. Or they'll know just one sharply worded email to your assistant and they'll just give it to you. And you got to make sure that people don't have that impression about you if you want this model to succeed. And then on the delivery part, so now you've got people signed up, they're interested on the delivery part. Is it better to do it as a live event or webinar? What What is the best way to deliver the content you're, you're usually talking about? Uh, you mean like uh, like the program that you're launching or the yeah. pre-launch content? Well, I mean, it just depends on what you're doing. You can use the same model, whether you're doing a live in-person event, whether you're doing maybe a five-part training series where they sign up, pay money, and they get to participate in five webinars, whether you're selling an information product where they download things from a membership site or get DVDs in the mail. I think there's still a few people that do that here and there. Or maybe you're selling a book. Maybe you're selling an ebook. Uh, there's so many different ways that we can look at how we launch things and the form in which we launch things. So it's really up to you. So what is it actually that you're offering if people go to businesscreatorsinstitute.com to help people go through this whole process? What is, what is your offering actually? The fastest way that you can get a leg up on things right now, and I want to offer this to your audience for a limited time only because I don't know how much longer this is going to remain. If you go to businesscreatorsinstitute.com, you'll find a link for a resource kit. And you want to click on that link. And when you click on that link for the resource kit, you will have the opportunity to basically claim what we call our freemium, which is access to the entry level of our membership site where you have dozens and dozens of hours of trainings you can download on internet marketing, website conversions, product launches, copywriting, uh, advertising on social media, the technology, how to keep your website secure, so many different things that business creators need, plus a series of tech videos that help save you time so you spend less time editing and maintaining your websites and more time educating and monetizing your audience. And you can find that at www.businesscreatorsinstitute.com forward slash kit. So the idea is always to start with something free. And then people see the value of it, and then they're willing to pay a small amount, and then they see the value, and they go to a bigger amount, and a funnel where you get more and more out of them and offer them more and more material. Is that the, the strategy? Basically, yes. And if you want your launches to be successful, whether you're selling products, services, books, what have you, you want to have that relationship with your audience. Um, I'm in the process right now. We've just completed a rebranding, and we're now reintroducing ourselves to the market. And I sent out my shot across the bow email last Thursday, which was really telling a personal story about my recent journey. And I had a few leading marketers, including some of my own co-operators, you know, like people who are competitors, be you compete with, be you cooperate with them saying, dude, what's up with that email? Where's the offer? And I had to explain to them that it was a shot across the bow. Now, the funny thing is, is that as of the date that we're doing this interview, Jordan, uh, I still have not made an offer or even suggested that I'm planning to make an offer, but I've already booked two new coaching clients, been scheduled to appear on three excellent podcasts just like yours, and I have two pending conversations about potential joint venture deals, all because I told a little story about myself. So you haven't even launched anything yet. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't even launched anything yet, but just through 
building relationships and reaching out and letting people know that I am available to help and telling my story. And you know what else is happening? I'm also getting a bunch of emails. And in fact, one of my really good friends who I've known for a couple years now uh, reached out to me this morning on Facebook. And uh, this person, I'm not even going to say what gender they are because I want to keep them strictly anonymous. They uh, shared their own personal story that came kind of close to some of the struggles that I went through last year that led to my rebranding. And I had this person break down in tears on the telephone uh, because the message that I was putting out there just so resonated with this person. And they themselves are at that point of the breakdown right before the breakthrough. And I was happy to spend a few minutes with them to help them see from an outsider's perspective kind of what's going on and the next steps they need to take. But you think about it this way, these are the types of conversations that lead to business. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Adam Homey. He's the founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute. You can find out more about his work at businesscreatorsinstitute.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in government, the legal arena, and the business world impacts your business every day. And we're going to take you on a behind-the-scenes tour of it all. Each week, we'll bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers and leaders. Squire Patton Boggs will be your guide as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join us for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Channel each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Adam Homey. He's the founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute. Welcome back to the show, Adam. Thank you, Jordan. I'm really enjoying this. Let's keep Great. moving here. All right. So we've got right. them kind of interested. We've, we've got something we want to launch. Now, you say there's a famous movie line that's never actually spoken, but it helps persuade the audience that they need what you're about to offer. Tell us how that all works. All right. Jordan, do you remember a movie from 1987 called Wall Street? Yes, indeed. So, you know, it had Michael Douglas, Charlie Sheen, 
Remember the, the stockholder meeting for Teldar Paper and Gordon Gecko gave the speech. What was that famous line from that speech? Uh, greed is good. Aha. You say greed is good. But the funny thing is, a lot of people say he said greed is good. But he never said greed is good. Go back and watch the movie. You will not find him say greed is good. What he said in the movie was greed, for lack of a better word, is good. And the reason I share this is because it shows the power of creating perception. When they did the previews for the movie, they edited that footage to make it sound like he was saying greed is good, but he never said that. And it became such a part of the popular culture that we've forgotten the original quotation. Mm -hmm. In fact, I can give you the exact speech. And this is another point I want to show you. Uh, so I'm going to read off the speech and then I'll explain to you why this is so important when we talk about launches. What he said is, Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms, greed for life, for money, for love, for knowledge, has marked the upward surge of mankind. And greed, you mark my words, will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Okay. Now, when you listen to that whole statement, Jordan, do you think he was entirely wrong? No, not entirely wrong. I mean, exactly, people, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the point. If you say greed is good, then oh yeah, we were taught as kids: don't be greedy, be generous, don't be selfish, be helpful. Uh, so if somebody says greed is good, that makes them sound like a they're a real evil person. Yeah. But when you hear greed for lack of a better word is good, that opens the door for a philosophical conversation. And it's just by subtly wording things, you can open up conversations that can lead to conversions on your launches. And by doing so, it allows people to assign their own meanings to things. That's why we have to be careful not to be too specific or to be too detailed sometimes in our marketing. Because if you say something that contradicts your audience's beliefs, they will shut it down without hearing the whole message. So, if you so say, how does this help so persuade an audience that they need what you're about to offer? Did I just persuade you that greed could be good? Yes, and you could say under certain circumstances, uh, with that broader context. Within, could, within, within that broader context, I, right. could, I could sell ketchup to a tomato farmer. <laughs> right. that's, that's, that's the whole point. What it does is it opens a conversation, and rather than trying to push against people's barriers, it opens that door that is frequently not seen inside the barrier and allows you to walk right in and have a conversation with your prospects. So rather than their own beliefs or the beliefs that they think they have getting in the way and shutting down your message, it creates dialogue. And when yes. you create dialogue, you find out what people will truly respond to, and then you latch onto that, and that's how you launch. So, notice you, okay, you've got this response of what people are open to, and they're saying after all that, then you actually create the product. You have not created the product first to sell right. it. You want the, what they see what they want first, and then tailor the product to, to what has gotten a response. That's the opposite way most people do things in the real world. but Yeah, unfortunately, product launch mistake number one is people go in their secret laboratory and they record 25 video modules and get them transcribed and then do 19 tutorials and everything else. And then they announce to their list all of a sudden they've been in their secret laboratory for six months. And now they have a great offer for you. It's just 1997, and here's what's included. 
yeah, they shut you down because you've not done anything to check to see if they would buy that thing, and that's why launches fail. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so uh, why don't you kind of give me a sense, you don't give me the name, but give me a sense of how this has worked, both for you and maybe one of your clients. What kind of content, because there's a lot of information out there today on the internet that's free. So to get somebody to pay for something where there's so much out there that's for free, give me an example or two where that's actually worked for you or some of your clients. Okay, let me uh, give you an example that's neither me nor my clients. It's going to open the door when I give you a couple examples you're asking for. Have you heard of Matt Lesko, the government grants guy? Right, he's the one with the question marks and the question that. marks and the dollar right. signs on his jacket. He does these crazy infomercials. Get right. free money from the government. Right. If you order his book or his resource, it's just a binder with a bunch of printouts in it. And you may look at that and say, well, hey, I could have Googled that. But that's not the point. The point is he did your Googling for you, and he's now handing you with a red ribbon tied around it all the places where you can apply for grants from the government. So you don't have to figure it out yourself. The value is not the information itself. The value is the time that Matt Lesko saved you. Mm -hmm. That that's that's one example. Now let me uh, tell you, and this is something I was wanting to mention at the very beginning of the interview, and I'm glad we have time to do it. Uh, we have a client who uh, was launching a training program or a coaching program. It was a 10-week program, and the purpose of it was to teach principles around holistic health, Ayurveda, like eating habits, sleeping habits, things along those lines. Now, the reality is, even though she did a full online product launch, almost all of the sales, and she did sell out the program, she, she filled every spot. Almost every single one of those spots were people she knew and, in fact, saw almost every day. So now you're asking, well, why the hell did she do a product launch? Why didn't she just go and ask those people? This is where the shift comes in. Mm -hmm. If she went up to her friends and said, hey, I'm starting a coaching program. Would you like to join? That puts that creates an uncomfortable situation because now she's trying to sell to her friends. It's like uh, it's like folks who get into multi level marketing programs without fully understanding how to grow a business because the same business principles apply whether it's your own product or you're reselling somebody else's. And uh, you don't just go to your relatives and ask them if they want to buy steak knives. That's not how you do it. Uh, so instead of her having to ask her friends to invest in her program, and then a lot of them will say, hey, I'm not going to do that. Or, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to do this for you. And, and in the back of their mind, they're thinking they're just doing her a favor. You know, and they actually kind of feel bad about it. By doing the pre-launch survey, by doing the sideways sales letter approach, all the emails, all the social marketing, here's how the conversation actually went. It was her friends who she saw every day approaching her saying, hey, girl, what's up with this course you're doing? And, and how do I sign up? So she used the online launch to drive the offline sales by shifting the dynamic of the conversation, where instead of her begging and pleading them as a favor to join her program, it was them coming to her asking for her permission for them to sign up. It's creating curiosity right as well, right? Right, exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, they didn't come rushing to her the first time she sent an email. She, In fact, she said she noticed the effect didn't really kick in until she had already done the pre-launch survey and she was about halfway through her pre-launch process. It was right about then that they started coming up to her and saying, hey, you know, I'm seeing all these emails you're doing. What's up with this thing? What's it all about? How do I sign up? Uh, is there room for me? Yeah. So and, 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 and instead of her having to in. 
Yeah, yeah, instead of her asking, you know, having to beg and plead for people to give her the $500 for the initial investment, it was, sure, absolutely, here's a PayPal link. Or, oh, you want to write me a check? That's cool. Uh, make it out to so-and-so, and you're in. Yeah. It shifted the dynamic of the conversation using the online strategy to drive the offline sale. You also say that there's a way of conducting a fake personality test, as you call it. <laughs> to have respondents swear the results describe them. Explain how that works. I recently spoke at Jim Palmer's Dream Business Academy. Fantastic event. Uh, I'm part of the faculty, so I just want to give that quick shout out. But you know, coming back to you, uh, what I did is I approached a number of people inside the audience and had them take a 22-point personality quiz. And they gave – I asked six people to do it, and they gave me back their responses. And then when I did my speech the next day, I called them up on stage, and I handed them their results. Now, I had them re read their results to themselves silently for a minute. And then I said, on a scale of zero to five, with five being you read a page from my diary and zero being who the hell is this person you're talking about, tell me how closely the results describe you. And the answers I got ranged from 4.2 to an emphatic 5.0. Mm -hmm. Then I revealed that they all got the same results. And that those <laughs> results were from a horoscope copied from a newspaper in 1948. <laughs> this, okay. is called, this is called the Forer effect. Uh, a gentleman, uh, Dr. Forer, uh, he was a psychologist in the VA hospital, did a personality test for his students in 1948. And then, he, and then as a test, regardless of how they filled out their, test, their, their personality tests, he gave them their results. And they all got the same results. It was that same horoscope that was copied. And they said, you know, when he asked you know, on a scale of zero to five, how much do you think this applies to you? And the class average was 4.26 out of five. Now, the, that experiment has been repeated hundreds and thousands of times in the past 68 years. And as of right now, the current perceived accuracy rate of all those tests that have been reported is about 4.2 or 84%. And Jordan, you want me to spring another zinger on you? Go for it. The personality test I designed, I went to an online dating site and went to the compatibility questions and just grabbed 22 random ones. There was no science behind it. I see. But they, is, believed, but they believed that this was customized just for them. And the point is, behind this, is when you go back to the pre-launch survey process and you use the micro-commitments and the leading questions and you do the exploratory committee effect and you find out what people respond to. You can tap into their reality, and you can remove the barriers that might cause them to resist your message, and you can allow them to assign their own positive meaning to what you're asking so they can make their decision that taking action today is very much the right investment for themselves and for their business. I've kind of convinced themselves. You, you've allowed them to convince themselves that what you're offering is good for them. Exactly, and, and allowed them to do it for their own reasons. I mean, we. I mean, I don't. I don't think this is the appropriate venue, but I mean, we could look at things like, uh, you know, political slogans for presidential candidates and things like that. And the ones that are less specific are the ones that tend to be repeated more. Because, because people interpret it in their own ways. Is what right, right. People can look at things like make America great again or feel the burn and they can decide 
you know, what would make America great again for their own reasons yes. and decide to support Trump. Or they could uh, say, hey, you know, I'm feeling the burn because – and for that reason, it is unique to them, they vote for Sanders. Just two examples. There are many others, but those are some of the most common ones. And if you look at those two phrases, make America great again, feel the burn, they don't say anything specific. Right. But they allow, but they, but they create an emotional response that allows the listener to make their own decision that, yes, this applies to me, and here's why. So, therefore, I like this guy. Yeah, it applies to their own situation. Very right. good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour, Adam Homey, is founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute. You can find out more about his work at his website, businesscreatorsinstitute.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Adam Homey, founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute. You can find out more about him at his website, businesscreatorsinstitute.com. Welcome back to the show, Adam. Thanks, Jordan. So you've got seven stealth tactics to create a successful online business. We've talked about a little bit of them, but let's just briefly, what is the first of the seven stealth tactics? Okay, the first is the exploratory committee effect that I described earlier, which is yes. what we call our pre-launch survey process. Okay, the, seventh, the second one? Micro-commitments, which are within the pre-launch survey process and throughout your launch, actually. You're getting people to say yes, sometimes before they even know what they're saying yes to. Okay. And the third stealth tactic? Leading questions, where you're getting them in situations where there's no way they can say no to you. Okay. So they're kind of opting in is the way you're thinking of it. Yes. That, that's one way of looking at it. Yes, Jordan. And the fourth stealth, ta stealth tactic? 
The fourth one is that launches make you a celebrity. I gave the example before the break of our one client who was doing uh, a launch of a, of a holistic health coaching program. And rather than go to her friend's offline and say, hey, I'm doing this program. You want to join the program? She didn't say anything to them about what she was doing. She knew they were all on her mailing list, and she just allowed the launch process itself to get her to get them to say, wow, she's kind of a big deal. Boy, she's big move. It makes you bigger. It makes you bigger. It makes makes you an authority. Right. Right. And even if your launch doesn't do the million dollars, the fact is people see you out there doing launches. Yes. Okay, and what would be the fifth stealth tactic? Stand up and shout. Uh, When you take a stand for something you believe in by launching it, uh, you may find people who agree with you. You may find people who disagree with you. It doesn't matter so much if people agree or disagree per se, but what matters is you take a stand and you put a stake in the ground, and that gives your fans, followers, and audience something to believe in, something to rally around, and something to look forward to. So that will bind them closer to you and increase the odds that they will buy what it is you're going to offer. And your sixth sixth stealth tactic. That it doesn't have to be original to be good. Uh, Listen, Jordan, the reason so many people don't launch is because they look at their material and they say, but but I didn't really create this. This isn't really new. Uh, Well, Jordan, get this. There's really nothing new under the sun out there. I mean, would you agree there's really nothing new? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things have been done in these areas, for sure. Right. But it's the way you package it that's different. Exactly. So remember earlier in the interview, I was planting a seed. I was opening a loop. And I said, the last thing you possibly could need or want in your business is traffic to your website. Remember I said that? I remember that, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the reason I say that is because everybody else is saying you need traffic to your website. So what I do is I stand out by saying, oh, you don't want traffic to your website. And everybody tells you you want traffic to your website, they're they're run." They're on outer space. They need to go eat their oatmeal or something. I don't know. Uh, and so what I do is I get people curious about, well, who is this Looney Tunes that says I don't need traffic to my website? Are you freaking kidding me? And then they hear the whole message about targeted visitors to your web page. And now they're saying, ah, I get it. So I use that contrarian initial message to open up the conversation where I do say substantially the same thing. Because anybody you ask them about traffic to your website, when they explain it further, they're going to get into targeted visitors and what page on your website and how you optimize that page and all that other stuff. I'm just yeah. shifting the conversation. Yeah. Okay, and what is the seventh and last stealth tactic? The seventh was the famous four effect, where a personality test was given, everybody got the same results, and they all felt it apply to them, even though it was a horoscope. Point being that when you reach out to your audience, when you initiate a conversation and you find out what they respond to, you can get your message into their brain, and with, and by being not too specific in most cases, give them the opportunity to decide, yes, this matters to me, and allow them to decide for their own reasons why it matters, rather than telling them, well, you have to buy this because whatever. Let them decide why they're going to buy it. And then more people buy it, and you have more happy customers. What's, what's, what's so bad about that? Yes. So, okay, once you've got people in, uh, you, you want to create a list, right? They always say the gold is in the list. Right. Right? And so you've got this list. So how do you segment it where you start with some free, free uh, content, you charge a little bit more, and by the end, you've got mastermind where you can charge people out. How does that whole process work? Uh, 
in, 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 term, in terms of what? That you need to do different types of launch strategies depending and, and on how big your product is? And, and pricing these things out, what will the market bear uh, for the different levels that you want to be offering here? In our pre-launch survey, I'm going to give, I'm going to give your listeners uh, something that's absolute solid gold that other people are not talking about. Uh, in our pre-launch survey process, we usually do ask about price. Now, we don't give options like, how much did you pay to belong to our mastermind? $297, $397, $497, $597, because obviously they're going to pick the lowest price. Or because you're being too specific about price, they may, even before you've made any offer, had any real conversation with them, say, ah, this isn't for me. And because they felt their survey wasn't for them, they're not going to open or pay attention to your emails for a while because they say, yeah, Jordan's now going to do this whole product lunch thing like Jeff Walker says you got to do. So I don't want to read these emails for a while because 297 is too rich for my blood. So the way we ask the question, we do it as an open-ended question, and we say, for all of this, what price would you consider a no-brainer, and what price would you still consider a bargain, but you'd have to think about it? And... It's open form, and people will give answers that may sometimes seem all over the map. But once you pull a spreadsheet with all the responses, in every case that we've done this, we've been able to identify the price points that work. Because you see an average, or you see a medium, or a mean, and that tells you realistically how much people are going to cough up for this. But if you if you tell them how much you're willing to charge, they're going to make their decision right now, this isn't for me. But if you let them tell you what they feel it's worth, now you're tapping into their their beliefs, and when you come back with a marketing message that matches that number, you're going to increase your launch conversions. So the key part of this whole strategy is to have the audience speak to you and responding to what they want instead of having you come up with something and forcing it on them. That's basically the, the, the underlying strategy behind all of this. Is that correct? Well, listen, Jordan, I, I can give you a 30-second example here. Um, you probably know people that have been unlucky at love, and... They will complain over and over and over again about that cheating, loser, lying, jerk face that they can't stand and they don't want to see this person anymore. And then every single day they're complaining about having seen that person again last night. But then when the person who comes along that meets their 20-point checklist of the ideal mate happens by, so let's say that there was a, a woman who was of interest to you. I, I believe you're married, so I don't think you're in the market right now, but maybe back when you were, yeah. uh, or maybe some friends of yours, uh, maybe some woman comes along, or you know, for you know, for people of different orientations, some man, whatever works for you, it doesn't matter to me. Um, and then you have your 20-point checklist of my ideal mate. And what happens way too often is people will, the person will come along, they meet all 20 of those checkpoints, and they'll say, that's really not who I'm looking for. I'm going to friend zone them. It's like, huh? They meet 20 out of 20 and you're friend zoning them? What the deuce, man? As yeah. Dewey Griffin would say. That encapsulates the lying, cheating, jerk loser is the one who elicits the response, what people respond to, which is different from what they say they want, which is that 20-point checklist. And the fact is they may be saying they want those things on that checklist because somebody told them they're supposed to say those 20 things. But it's not speaking to what motivates them inside. And if once they understand what motivates them inside, and instead of judging themselves for continuing to go back to that cheating, lying loser, they can start looking at themselves and say, hey, how can I do better for myself on my terms instead of society's terms? So instead of following society's rules, we're breaking the rules. 
and we're getting to what people respond to, and we're using the material that's being given to us to help them make smart investments that will improve their businesses and improve their lives. I'm going to call you a combination online marketer psychologist because there's a lot of psychology involved in what you're talking about. It's really quite fascinating. I, br- that- I briefly considered becoming a psychology minor, but then I realized I'd actually have to do homework, and I wasn't in college for that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much. My guest this hour has been Adam Homey. He's the founder and creator of the Business Creators Institute. You can find out more about all he talked about, about helping launch your online business at the website, businesscreatorsinstitute.com. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Adam. Thank you, Jordan. And we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. As a business leader, I know that babies born very sick or too soon cost businesses billions of dollars each year, in addition to the emotional stress on employees and their families. That's why Famous Footwear is committed to raising funds to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in the March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for the second stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and business. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, 